your host for Lacrosse Talk PM, Rick Solom. All right, welcome to another week. At least, well, your day is over. 608-785-7914 is the talking text line. I should turn that on so that I can check out the text. See if there's any middle-of-the-day text. Those are always fun. I saw, I saw on social media there were like dueling accidents on Highway 16 going in both directions. So hopefully, uh, hopefully that nobody was hurt. So they were backed up pretty well. Um, Tregoski, the UW lacrosse political science professor, is throwing me damn Bongino clips through text and messages. Dan Bongino's talking. He's on our air earlier today, and he's talking about uh, the mandate, the vaccine mandate. I guess the uh, Cumulus Radio has a has their own mandate, and uh, he he's apparently not vaccinated, or he is. I think he said he wasn't, but he essentially uh, it's it's him or the mandate. So maybe we'll be. Maybe we'll be uh, <laughs> switching back to old Rush Limbo shows if Dan Bongino doesn't want to get vaccinated. But it seems like he would have to be vaccinated. Isn't he on Fox News? I thought he was on Fox News. And that would mean that he's vaccinated because people that go on Fox have to be vaccinated. Uh, I'm going to talk this week. I got a couple of things lined up. Nothing that panned out today, so you're just going to have to listen to me. But I'm going to talk this week to the people at the um, that are running the the Fish Labs renovations. That we've we've approved the zoning change, and and now the next step would be approving uh, the plans for the Fish Lab building in Riverside Park. Um, you know, with uh, I think that the last meeting the city council was kind of interesting in that maybe it was committees where, where the, the council or the park board is uh, accused of doing backroom deals with this company. So we can get to the bottom of that, see if they were doing backroom. De- I'm sure they'll come out right out and tell us to, um, it, it doesn't sound like that was the case, but, uh, you know, you might as well if you're just going to be at a at a public hearing or a public session and, and going to say whatever you want. You might as well just accuse the entities that are doing the thing that you don't want them to do of making backdoor backroom deals, backdoor deals, backroom deals, and uh, you know accusing them of all kinds of just nonsense because <laughs> you know they're not doing what you want. Um, trying to find this Van, Van, Dan Bongino clip. It's, he, I, I listened to it earlier, and it was just kind of it was kind of heartstrings. He was playing the heartstrings, which seemed kind of weird. I don't listen to I don't pretend to listen to Dan Bongino a whole lot, but uh, you know, he was, what are, what are you going to tell your family, your moms and dads? What are you going to tell, what are you going to tell the kids when dad can't get a job because he's got to get the vaccine and he refused to be like, well, that's that would be a weird conversation to have. That would be weird. <laughs> hey, kids, can't get the gotta we gotta move we gotta move out of the house anyway. I, I can play the clip in a little bit. There's a couple clips. So I want to make sure I get the right one. Um, well, Eric, I tried to put you on hold, 
Sometimes the whole button doesn't work, Eric, and then I accidentally hang up on you, and other times I purposely hang up on you. But, Eric, go ahead. You're on the air. Yeah, regarding Dan Bongino, I don't particularly care for the guy. Okay. I think he's a piss-poor excuse for Rush Limbaugh. They could find somebody far better than him. <laughs> okay. Thank- I never, I never- okay. I mean, he's not Rush Limbaugh. <laughs> Give the guy a break. It would, you know, this is uh, the Green Bay Packers are going to have to go through this next year, right? Uh, the Green Bay Packers are going to lose. For for one thing, we're the, the, I think Wisconsin is the most, maybe the most spoiled state at, in the last two decades in, in terms of football, in terms of the NFL, in terms of the Packers. We get Brett Favre and then we get Aaron Rodgers. There's no way that should ever happen. And we just look, I guess the Niners did that at once, once too, right? Like the, the Joe Montana and Steve Young was just kind of waiting forever. Um, but we get Brett Favre and we get Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers is going to leave next year. And we're going to, are we going to have Jordan Love? Is that going to be the quarterback? I don't even know. I don't even know if that's going to be the quarterback. But whoever it is, it's not going to be, we're not going to get Aaron Rodgers or Brett Favre, somebody of that caliber next year, I don't think. I mean, that would be a miracle. So whoever we get to take over is going to be quite a bit of a step down. I mean, Wisdom's had Rush Limbaugh on since he, since he went since he went syndicated across the nation. We've we had him on the air. So I think it was 1986. I want to. I think that was the first year. So we've had Rush Limbaugh on that whole time, and he's isn't he the like pioneer for conservative talk radio? And maybe just news talk radio in general, like the pioneer, the first guy, the, the the best to ever do it. So yeah, when we try to replace him, it took a while. We were playing old Rush Limbo shows because he's because he was that good at it and that that you know high on the top guy, right? Like he's the Brett Favre, or the Aaron Rodgers. He's the he's there. He's the best ever. He's the Tom Brady. Um, so when yeah, when you try to replace him, anyone who's going to replace him is not going to be as good, most likely. I don't think Dan Bongino's Aaron Rodgers. I don't think he I don't think he is. It would be very it would be kind of a miracle if we if we fell into somebody that was the best ever at what they do and then we replaced him with, oh, the second best ever <laughs> or the new best ever. That would be kind of a miracle, which is what the Packers did. Somehow they Went from Brett Favre, who you know at one point was the three three in a row, three NFL MVPs in a row, and uh, and we replaced him with Aaron Rodgers, who I think every I think the consensus is Aaron Rodgers is a better quarterback than Brett Favre. So yeah, Dan, Dan Bongino, not Aaron Rodgers, and the expectation that he would be that we don't nobody has that expectation. All right, we got to get to Brad doing the news. We'll come back. Uh, maybe we'll play that clip. Dan Bongino, vaccine mandate. All right, welcome back to Lacrosse Talk PM. 608-785-7914 is the talk and text line if you want to get in here. Number three is going to call in later and uh, bolster, very much bolster my Dan Bongino replacing Rush Limbaugh argument uh, with a better example. He came up with a better example than Aaron Rodgers and Brett Favre. Uh, Dan Bongino, though, today, kind of, it's kind of a weird, it's a weird take. So the, the Cumulus Radio Company, I think they, have a, they want to have workers back in the building. 
I don't know if they, Bongino's working, he, and he's on our air earlier in the day on weekdays here, and I don't know if he's working out of his basement or in their studio. Probably in a studio. I don't know. But uh, if they're going to have a vaccine mandate at their company, he, he's not he's not for it. But uh, this is just a clip from today's show. Uh, and, and, you know, get the tissues out. Imagine the countless number of individuals trying to explain to these companies ever thought of that. The countless numbers of moms and dads who are sitting at some kitchen table explaining to their kids how they may have to move out, how daddy doesn't have a job. Because a bunch of people in a C-suite thought it'd be a good idea to sit around and play pretend Dr. Fauci for a moment and mandate people jam something in their bodies that they don't want to take. You ever put yourself in that, in that role? You ever put yourself at that kitchen table with mom and dad telling their kids that? Imagine how the kids respond, that fear they got to live with. <laughs> All right, it's just a little bit of Dan Bongino. Uh, putting you at the kitchen table with your kids. Uh, and then talking to your kids about how daddy isn't going to stab himself in the arm <laughs> with a vaccine. Kids are like, what are you talking? Why, why wouldn't you just, it's uh, what, what dad, what are you talking about? Uh, yeah, I, I don't know. It was, you know, pretty sad. I don't know if Dan Bongino has any kids, but apparently he's out. He's out. He's going to, he's, he said either get rid of the mandate or get rid of him. Um, all right, so that'll be interesting to see. He, it, somebody brought up that he works at Fox News as well, which has a mandate also, required everyone to get vaccinated. Um, and then a lot of people want to talk about the Biden plan, and they call it a vaccine mandate, but it's actually just you either get vaccinated or you get tested. Not exactly sure how that's going to work. Companies over 100 employees will either have to have their employees vaccinated or will have to get tested on a weekly basis, I believe. So I, how, how you get tested, I'm not sure how that's going to work. We're getting time off to go down to the, the testing site or are there like tester, like nurses and whatnot going to come here and get tested? Are they just drop off a bunch of those tests that take 15 minutes that you could administer yourself? that aren't always accurate or haven't been in the past. I don't know. Maybe they're more accurate now as we keep living with this thing. So, yeah, um, kind of a weird, <laughs> it's funny. It's just funny. It's, the, it's, it's fine if you want to talk about, yeah, I don't want the government telling me what to do. There's, there's, a, there's an angle there, but it's a public health issue, and the, the idea that you don't complain about other things, I mean, there seatbelt laws and no shirt, no shoes, no service. Um, this isn't the government telling Dan Bongino what to do. This is his company. And he's, he makes that clear, but, uh, to change that into a story of dad, Dan Bongino at the kitchen table, talking to his kids about how he lost his job on the radio and he's unemployed now. And they're going to have to move out because he didn't want to get a vaccine. I don't think that conversation's happening like that. It seems a little weird. Um, yeah, Gary. Gary Pedeski's calling it right here. I think, uh, yeah, number three's calling. Number three's calling in. And uh, Gary Pedeski is, has called this number three. Gary Pedeski is, is texting me, and he's called your take right here. So go ahead. What do you got? You talking to me, Pilgrim? Yeah, well, uh, well I'm saying Gary Pedeski's text the show right as you called here, and he's, 
he's predicting what you're about to say, which is, uh, go ahead. I, I, I already know what you might say, but... Well, I'll tell you what. If you're talking about people replacing people, look who you replaced. Mitch Reynolds, he needs a mayor now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, when I talk about Dan Bongino replacing Rush Limbaugh, Rush Limbaugh is the top of the, the top of the top, and we're probably not going to replace him with another Rush Limbaugh. Brett Favre, we somehow replaced Brett Favre with a better quarterback. Now, am I more of a Dan Bongino to Mitch Reynolds or an Aaron Rodgers to Mitch Reynolds as Brett Favre? Well, I never knew that either one of the two guys you're talking about that well on a personal basis. I, I'm saying if we'll see how you do when you shoot it from the hip tonight. <laughs> right. All right. But I do want to tell all these people that when they care they can't get sugar and spice and all this stuff on account of the shortage that's being in the country right now, when they don't start getting their medication that's sitting on them boats out there in the Pacific, then we've got something to worry about because there's a lot of medication that comes from across the pond. Okay. I don't care. Just about every bottle of something you look at at a drugstore or something says made in Thailand or South Korea or China, you know? That's when it's going to hurt the American person. Is when we can't get our pills? Well, we can't get our medication. Yeah. You know, when you get my age, as long as you had your medication and you're in bed by 9 o'clock, things are okay. Oh, okay. All right? <laughs> yeah, I hear you. Okay. Carry on. All right. Thanks for the call. Uh, yeah, what is there? Uh, shipyards aren't, aren't, be able, aren't able to uh, unload the ships out on the, out on the coast. I saw a little bit of that. I'm not going to pretend I know. Uh, every, every or any angle there. What is it? Uh, are they are they mandating a vaccine on the shipyards? I doubt it. I doubt it. Maybe. I guess they're over a hundred. They'd have to have testing at some point. Um, you know, some people are texting in. Some people have already told uh, told uh, texted in and said th- they're already replacing Dan Bongino if he leaves. Another another texter said uh, Kevin texted in and said, "Don't worry, Dan Bongino's got plenty of money." Uh, so you don't think he's going to be at the kitchen table talking to his kids about how uh, daddy lost his job? It's just a funny, it's kind of a funny angle to take. Uh, we got another call calling it. Uh, who is this? Mike. Hey, Mike, go ahead. You're on the air. Hey, uh, you know, I kind of like Dan Bongino. I don't care for all the name calling that he, that he uses, but that's his way of doing things. But uh, the man's standing up for his principles, and just because he paints a picture... On radio doesn't mean he sits at his kitchen table and says that crap. <laughs> and and you're just demeaning him without even knowing what he's about. And you don't know what's going on in Long Beach. You don't know nothing. Okay. Well, do you want to tell us what's going on in Long Beach? Yeah, Long Beach has got 120 or so ships backed up. Every yeah. other port along the coast has about 10. Yeah, but I know that much. But what? Why? Yeah. Why? Yeah. I have no idea. Right, then that's what I said. But if you need to get your goods to market, you can get your goods to market. Okay, but I don't. But I don't know why. So, right, you, I think we're on the same page there. I don't know why those ships would be backed up. You could you could guess a labor shortage. You could guess uh, any number of things. But that's where I'm at. I don't know why either. So I'm not going to talk about it. I could try to read about it quick in the four minutes I have in between break. In, in between uh, segments here, but 
Uh, probably hit that a different day if we if we want to. Um, I do remember seeing some stories about it, and I do recall reading a bit about it, but that was t- probably two weeks ago, and things change, you know, things change quite a bit. So, um, but yeah, it's probably pretty pretty interesting to look into, and if you're uh, you know one of the multiple things that's going on in the world that as we try to get out of a pandemic is 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 affecting all of us everywhere so um a couple other stories i i did i did see uh, if i have both of these up i think i do uh there's a couple of funny art stories that i wanted to just bring up and maybe i'll do that when we come back um mike's calling back here mike go ahead yeah, we must have got cut off. Well, I I I let you go because you didn't know why we had problems on Long Beach either. So, oh, I know why we got problems on Long Beach. He's in the White House. Whoever's telling him what to do. Oh, so, okay, so it's so, a bunch of incompetence is what the problem is. So Pete Buttigieg is telling people on Long Beach not to unload ships. No, he let to get he let it get to a crisis situation where he had to address it while he's on paternity leave. Oh, okay, that's that's what happens. Don't you think? What do you think happened? It just naturally got crowded there. Yeah, well, the I'm union what? slowed down. The union said, "No, I'm not wearing a mask. No, okay, I'll stay home. Try and fire me." Well, I don't know why it slowed down. Right, but maybe that's, they can't get gasoline. But that's why. But that's. That was that's the whole reason why I don't want to dive down the conspiracy theory hole because you don't you just said you don't know why but you also said it's, it's Pete Buttigieg's fault because not, he's at home. It's not a conspiracy. It's incompetence. But you you just said you don't know why. You look at Afghanistan. Look at the border. Where do you got to go? What do you see good that Biden's done? What, Tell me. What's what's happening at the border? There's 160,000 people a month coming across the border. Why? Untested. Why? I don't care why. They're not Americans. But why are they? I don't care why. You we don't. need a wall. You can let in people that you want in. You don't let in gangbangers and drug runners and sex traders. Okay, but but what, what is what is wrong with people thinking there's something wrong with that? But they're at the border, so. Yeah, we should. Say we, no, you can't come in. But you don't. But you don't know why they're there. Like Trump, like Trump uh, said, stay in Mexico and tell us why you want to come in. Right, but why are they there? That's the that's the question. Oh, and and Kamala's down in. Uh, All right, so clearly you just like not. not we're not going to be very productive there. Um, I got another call. Let's see here. Well, calling on one line, now calling on the other. Caller, go ahead. You're who's this? Uh, this is Diane. Hi, Dan. Go ahead. You're on the air. I just want to say, you know, we have all these goods that are sitting out there and can't be transported into port. We have all these warehouses that are full of um, goods that we can't transport to people. I mean, mm-hmm. you know, businesses and stuff. Why doesn't our military step in? Why doesn't our government have our military? We left Afghanistan. We have we have national guards. We have people very capable of doing this and getting this to the American citizens. And I think that would be a wonderful thing for them to do to show that they are true Americans. 
That's all I have to say. Okay. Have a good night. All right. Thanks. Uh, still doesn't get down to the the why, and I I don't know if I will. I could try. It's kind of a running around in circles. Um, yeah, we could make the National Guard deliver our stuff. I guess we did increase the military budget while also getting out of Afghanistan. So maybe maybe they've got more uh, more people. Anyway, uh, Scott's comment coming up. Brad doing the news. All right, welcome back to Lacrosse Talk PM. 608-785-7914 is the talk and text line. Kind of all over the place today, which is what's expected when I don't bring a guest on and have a conversation about one main topic. Just going to jump around. And uh, not the worst thing to, to do. Uh, I, I did I did see, and I, I saw Mike Hayes talked about this in the morning, and I was like, come on, Mike, you stole my topic, because I did want to talk about this, that... The, uh, the city of Onalaska shared a, a Facebook post with a YouTube video from the Wisconsin DOT about how to drive through roundabouts. And it's one thing to do that, but the, the video itself was of people, so um, like a fake roundabout and people wearing cardboard boxes cut out to look like cars. Um, is it a fake roundabout? Yeah, they're they're inside a they a makeshift roundabout. So they laid down. If you were a kid, so when I was a kid, I had a rug that had a racetrack on it, and then I put all my Hot Wheel cities on the around the middle of the race. You know, I had like a little Hot Wheel thing. This is kind of that, like the the rug, but the, it's a giant rug. So people are literally walking, and then there's there's fake roads on this you know mat on the ground. And it's a it's a roundabout, and then there's trees propped up, so they have fake trees propped up, and then they're they're holding cardboard box cars, and they're and they're just it's a it's a two minute video on how to go through a roundabout with this huge mat, and and it's from the DOT, <laughs> and the city of Alaska just shared it, and because there's a new roundabout somewhere, and it's fine, but I'm just thinking like okay this. And I don't know how much it costs, but did our tax money go to some people wearing cardboard cars? And we spent all we we got this giant uh, like tarp that's got a roundabout painted on it with fake trees. Did we did our taxpayer money just go to buying this fake round this this roundabout for this video of people holding cardboard cars? Uh, that they wear around themselves. I guess if you went for Halloween as a car, this is what you would go as. And and they just show you how to how to walk around a roundabout. So there's that. There's that video. I kind of wanted to talk about, but I, I guess I just did. Uh, it's a little. It seems a little ridiculous that we've spent any time like that. I'm pretty sure we could we could actually go to a roundabout and show a video if we needed to teach people how. And it, clearly, we do need to teach people how to go through roundabouts. If anyone's ever gone through a roundabout around here, it's, it's comical. Um, other things we were talking about, just to, for some, um, I think it was Mike that called in and brought up the supply chain situation on the the left coast in California, and just why the ships are backed up, and uh, you know, just it's pointing to an administration's problem. Uh, if it's if there's a problem going on, it's Biden's fault. So, and then at the southern border, he said 160,000 people a day are coming over the border. I would say they're coming to the border, but I, I always want to ask why the thing is happening. So I read a little bit during the break about the, the supply chain 
um, the shipping situation on the left coast. Um, but I, I, the, the border thing I asked why too, and we didn't have answers. Why are people coming to the border? But I think, uh, I don't know. Caller, who is this? Yeah, Andrew. Hey, Andrew. I think you, you wanted to talk a little bit about that, right? Yeah, I sure did. Um, so I'm hoping to be able to speak to everybody's humanitarianism and that like, it's fairly obvious to me, at least, and feel free to cut me off whenever you want, <laughs> yeah. as to why people are coming. So, I mean, picture yourself living in a place where it's extremely dangerous, where you have no opportunities to better your life or the life of your children, just like you or I or anybody else would do for their children. They do everything in their power in order to try to create a better life for them. In many instances, if you are growing up in countries like Nicaragua, Honduras, Guatemala, many of which have had uh, United States intervention in them where we have armed rebel groups have gone around and genocided all manner of indigenous peoples, all under this uh, false argument that we want to keep the communist or whatever kind of nonsense it was that we had as justification down there. But, like, all it is is people trying to do better for themselves and for their children. If you do not have opportunity where you are, you go elsewhere. And it just drives me wild that in a country of supposed Christians, we're going to say, no, these people are not human. No, these people don't have the right to come here, where the line on the border is completely arbitrary and drawn by man. I imagine if Jesus was a real man, if he is a god, I'm fairly positive that he would be very sympathetic to the plight of the migrants. And here we are villainizing these people for just trying to do right by themselves and their children. And I just don't understand it. Yeah, it's, uh, I was, I was point to the, the fact that I'm, I'm, I was lucky enough to be born on the right side of this line. I don't know if right is the correct term, but I was lucky enough to be born inside this, this imaginary line and, I don't have to worry about about the stuff that people in South America would would have to worry about. Um, it would be it would be interesting if you know things got so bad here because people want to pretend that things are bad, but they're not that bad. Uh, that we would have to migrate to Canada for some reason, and then we would be mad when Canada said, "No, you can't come. We don't want you here." For sure, that would be some irony, wouldn't it? Yeah. Uh, thanks for the call, man. Yep. Have a good one. All right, 608-785-7914. I think number three is calling in and somebody else. Yeah, number three. Number three, go ahead. You're on the air. You're going to take it? Okay. Anyway, my great-grandparents, great-great-grandparents come over from Norway in about 1870. Grandpa come over a year and a half before Grandma did. Worked, got a job, bought a farm, and then the Grandma and the two kids come over. And about the uh, ship sitting out there, you're talking about the Army and the National Guard. We tried that in World War II on the docks out east and on the uh, Pacific to get stuff to our troops. It couldn't, the government couldn't make it work. So what they did, believe it or not, they called in the mafia and the syndicate. And all of a sudden, shipments went just the way they were supposed to. So maybe we're going to have to get the mafia back in the syndicate on the West Coast and get this thing back working where it should be. Okay, so we need the mafia to come unload the cargo ships on the left coast. They'll get it going. They got their ways of doing it. Okay. I've seen them in the food industry work for years and years, and they could get that going right the way it should be run. All right. Thanks. All right. Carry on.
I don't know. I don't know if we're going to do the mafia. I think Diane called and said maybe we should get the National Guard to help out. Um, there's probably a certain amount of training going on, but uh, the you know in my in my three and a half minutes to to try to read about the supply chain situation, if you can believe it or not, it's not just Joe Biden's fault or Pete Buttigieg, who one caller one caller said it was just Pete Buttigieg's fault because he's on paternity leave. Um, the idea of making fun of somebody that's on paternity leave is ludicrous too, by the way. Uh, we should all have that opportunity. Now everyone does have that opportunity to take paternity leave. Um, if you can imagine the, the situation, there's a lot of ships backed up on the left coast and it's multifaceted. It has to do with a worker shortage because of a pandemic, whether those workers retired or got sick or just quit because they don't want to work during a pandemic. Um, there's also on the on the flip side. There's also that we went through a pandemic and work stopped and then started again, and then probably where these goods are coming from, they probably started again and maybe put everyone into overtime, maybe even triple double time. I don't know. I don't. Well, that would be pay, but uh, maybe working. 10-hour, 12-hour shifts on the weekend, 16-hour shifts uh, to get the goods back ramped up because we got to make that money. And then uh, on the uh, so there's more stuff to ship. And then over here, we're also kind of getting back into the swing of things. We've also, uh, you know, offices are getting, you know, people are going back to the office. So there's a, a demand for, for certain goods that uh, creates more shipments. So if you can imagine, it's uh, workers, a supply and a demand problem. And they all rolled right into one and it's been going on for a while. So, and if you want to read the stories, of course, one administration is going to blame the other and then you can blame whatever administration you want to. But I think we could all just blame a pandemic that's gone out of control. So, uh, all right, one more time. Good. One more time. Eric from Sparta, go ahead. Yeah, we got any four number two. Is that Mr. Uh, Garcia called in yet? That time he said, "I feel to feel free to cut me off anytime you want." Was that him, William Garcia? Was that him? No. Okay. Okay. Regarding that, um, we want immigrants coming here. We want them to do it according to the law. They must be vetted and go through the same thing that every every ever comes in this country for. And, uh, by the way, I find it interesting that you talk about Mr. Buttigieg. Is a don't do it. Don't do it, Eric. Don't be, don't be a bigot. Well, let me tell you. Don't do it. No, I don't know. I know where you're going. I'm not going to, not even going to let you do it. Um, yeah, I mean that's a that's a great take. We, we, we want to properly vet the people that are coming over the border. But when there's so many people, then we probably need to hire more people to do the vetting. And the vetting process is probably full of what do we what do we talk about with the vaccine? We got the vaccine uh, up and going within a year, right? Like or a year and a half, maybe a year, and and then we got it approved and we got rid of the red tape. I think I had someone on that talked about you know how we got rid of a lot of the red tape. We probably need to cut a lot of the red tape out of, you know, getting people 
who are already here or people who want to enter the country and eventually become a citizen here who want to live here, we probably should cut up a lot of the red tape there as well. Uh, we could still vet them, but some of the, the weird tests that they have to take, uh, if you ever try to take a citizenship test, uh, stuff like that seems, seems a little ridiculous. And uh, I don't know, a lot of us maybe <laughs> would have trouble passing those same tests. We don't have to take those tests. So, um, All right, one more break. All right, welcome back to Lacrosse Talk PM. 608 I don't know why I spin through that so fast. Um, for some reason, we started talking about the supply chain on the left coast being backed up. Uh, but John texted in, demand of cheap goods greatly pumped by stimulus-created inventory issues. So, yeah, that's another factor I didn't even think of as we got in those... You know, cities too. Cities, cities got are getting stimulus money, so they're going to be upgrading things like HVAC systems. So we're going to be, you know, across the country and maybe across the world, everybody's trying to upgrade their HVAC systems because they probably needed to do it for quite some time, and now there's a virus, so there's really a need to do it. But eh, we, you know, we've got this 30 year old HVAC system that we've never updated. Uh, I know some, I want to say like the Salvation Army or one of those, I don't know if it was the Salvation Army, but one of those nonprofits in town, that was a big deal. It was a couple of years ago, this is before a pandemic, but they they had to get like a new refrigerant, refrigerator, refrigerant system. And uh, it was pretty, pretty big deal. They they needed to raise money for it. So, um, but when, when a bunch of places like that are upgrading, you're going to create some demand. And so wherever we're getting that stuff, likely overseas, because labor's cheaper over there, parts are cheaper, uh, that stuff comes and uh, there's so many, there's only so many workers to unload all that junk. So that's just another, but appreciate the text. Uh, Kevin texted in too, he said, OMG, do these people really think truckers aren't, aren't working? Uh, I think Diane texted in. She wasn't saying that they weren't working, but she said maybe we should get the National Guard or, or the armed for- forces to help maybe unload some of these ships and deliver some of these goods, uh, which may- maybe, maybe that's a good idea. I don't I pretend to be an expert there, but uh, I don't think it's because truck drivers aren't working. And that's what, uh, that's, that's what Kevin's pointing out. There might be a shortage of truck drivers working because, you know, a lot of a lot of them possibly retired. Other ones, perhaps, haven't come back to work yet because of a virus. Uh, Dan, is this Dan? Yeah, this is Dan. You're on the air. Go ahead. Yeah, um, that, the caller about uh, you know feeling frustration about leaving people across the border. I, I certainly agree with everything he said. If it was my family, I'd do the same thing. But the tough the tough answer to that is. We just can't, <laughs> you know. Um, you have to limit it um, because if you were, you know, I'm a Christian. Um, none of us, including you, Rick, drive a couple miles, <clears throat> get one of the homeless people down to the park and have them move in your house. You know, <laughs> we we know the reasons we don't do that, and it's tough. And it, you know, I, hey, <laughs> if you would do that, you know. You're on uh, Mother Teresa Gandhi level, but we just don't, you know. 
And there's something to be said about a country helping a country have a revolution and change the reasons why these people have to leave. Yeah, um, we I, don't do that very well, well a lot of times in the country. I would say that but, we do that in the opposite fashion sometimes, and we're creating mm-hmm. these problems. So, um, I gotta, I gotta yeah, leave it there, exactly. Dan. I, 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 real, <laughs> I do appreciate your call. I gotta leave it there. I gotta get out here. Thanks, thanks, okay. thanks so much. Um, yeah, the the uh, yeah, there is there is a case to be made that um, you, we're going into these countries perhaps with the idea that we're going to try to help. And we leave those countries, uh, Afghanistan being one. Look, they're not they're they're not any better than they were twenty years ago because of us. 